This is a HeadGum Podcast. You will say that. Welcome to Weekly, the podcast where you'll learn everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't. I'm Lindsay Weber. I'm Bobby Finger. I almost forgot to yeah. say my name. That was stressful. Sometimes it happens. Well, we don't usually do like the names in the in the studio. Yeah, being in the studio is weird. We never do the intro in the studio. But we are in the studio, and that's because we have a very special episode for you this week. We promise Olympics stuff. Mm-hmm. And never say we don't promise things and then fulfill those promises unless it's related to anything Bobby starts and then stops immediately. Excuse me, what are you talking about? I don't know. Name one example of those things. I mean, I could say we're the stickers, but then... I started them and I finished them. The iOS upgrade is not my fault. Okay, well, we can move on from that, but where are the stickers? (laughs) Hashtag where are the stickers? (laughs) It's not my fault Tim Cook decided to upgrade iOS to something incompatible with our wonderful receipt stickers. So the point is that we're in the studio to talk about Olympics and we have... A very important expert. She's qualified because she not only writes the Olympics newsletter for the New York Times, but she's also the only person who has watched every single episode of Suits and could tell you what (laughs) happened in every episode of Suits. Margaret Lyons, welcome. Thank you for having me. Um, Margaret and I were together at Vulture, and she literally has a photographic memory for television. (laughs) It's insane. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay, photographic memory for television. What was Meghan Markle's last scene on Suits? Oh, God. <laughs> I was going to correct you that I got show divorced from Suits. Okay. Um, oh, no. Yeah. You gave up on Suits. I had to give up on Suits. And the thing is, if Margaret oh gives up on a show, God. it means the show is truly so bad because you, like, that's... I don't get show divorced easily. Yeah. yeah. That's, like, a but big deal. But I think with Kevin Heigl coming back, I could see us having like a trial reconciliation <laughs> would, you, would you catch back would you catch back up or would you just I would probably right pick up like seven episodes from the previous season mm-hmm. just to like make sure that I had a handle on everything yeah. notice she has an exact amount of episodes that, like yeah. as if she hasn't thought about it before and definitely like have <laughs> Um, but no, I, I have to admit that I did get show divorce from Suits a little while ago. Wow! But I stuck in. I was, I was with her for a long time. I did like five five good seasons. Did I mean, you like her yeah. in the show. Yeah, she's good. The show is like pretty good. Like you think it's going to be extremely bad, and then it's because it's a little good. It's like sort of diet Aaron Sorkin style. Mm-hmm. Um, it winds up being much better than you expect, and so then you get. So hooked. it has like a handicap, like in golf. Like it just it gets to be slightly better because you think it's going to be so bad. Yeah. And then mm. it's like because it's a little good, it seems extremely good. I feel like that's that's like most basic cable shows generally. When right. a basic cable right. show is surprisingly good, you're like, I'm gonna stick with this. Well, just it's you expect it to be so bad, it's slightly good, and then somehow the mix of that expectation mm-hmm. with reality is somehow extra charming. I don't understand. This also happens to me with a lot of shows. It's also like very little stuff happens just from acting, so it's like a good show that you can listen to while you shower. That's good. Oh my god. Um, That's I, how she does it. Lindsay and I, <laughs> how do you do it? Yeah. Lindsay and I thought that would happen with the alienist, where we'd be making fun of the alienist, and then we'd watch the You're alienist, and we would this. like the alienist. But it turns out we watched the alienist, and we didn't like the alienist. Which is great like for it. us because we made fun of it, and it's bad. Yeah. yeah. And then you could just set it free. That's it. Yeah. And no it's one's going to come to us and say, actually, the alienist is like kind of good. Right. This would be something that you would say to me. Actually, it's kind of good. Mm-hmm. And I would be like, I'm never watching it, Margaret. Please <laughs> no. don't say that to Honestly, me. No, don't worry about In the era, I was just telling Lindsay this. In the era of like non stop prestige television it's so nice to have like a, a bomb yeah like it's so like oh one i can i don't even have to try anymore <laughs> yeah it's, it's a relief um, um but we're not here to talk about not prestige tv or prestige tv i know it's true and margaret's a person to talk to you about it we're here to talk about the olympics mm-hmm. because we are like knee deep in it 
It's 24 hours. <laughs> yes. It's sports related, so it's already kind of confusing. Yeah, we don't know what, what is going on. It seems like the only thing people care about is figure skating, but mm -hmm. I think that that's a false, I think that's a false thing because I think there's way more interesting stuff. This is a who's there episode. We have calls and plenty of you have called in about the Olympics, but who better to answer the calls than an Olympics expert? Hi, uh, Who Weekly. First time, long time. My name's Harriet. I'm calling from London in the UK. Um, so the Winter Olympics are on and I've become obsessed with this Canadian ice skating, ice dancing duo called Tessa Virtue and Scott Moyer. Anyway, um, they're like, they're amazing. They're so good. And they are like clearly in love, even though they say that they're just friends, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, I wonder if you can give us the who's and them of the Winter Olympics. And is the Winter Olympics a who or a them? And also just the like definitive take on this Canadian sexy ice skating duo. Okay, uh, good form, Bella Thorne. Uh, good form, Bella Thorne. <laughs> Bye. What a civilized call. I know, it's yeah. just like... What a respectful call. I'm just soothed by that call. I know. Um, um, the Olympics are not who. They I think are, the Olympics no. are definitely a Like, them. they're huge. Mm -hmm. um, I think they're definitely... Like, yeah. events might be a who. Sure, but the Olympics as a whole. Yes. If Eurovision is a who, the Olympics is a them. Like that's your comparison yeah. on world world events, mm -hmm. right? And and I would say the Winter Olympics are probably bigger thems than the Summer Olympics, right? I feel like people come together more. With I don't know. Olympics. I would say that the Summer Olympics are bigger them because really? yeah, they're much yeah. bigger. Like a lot more countries participate, a lot more athletes mm -hmm. participate. That's one reason why in the Winter Olympics there's medal ceremonies every day, but in the Summer Olympics you get the medals right at the end of your event oh, because if they okay. save them all up to do at the end of the day, that's like all you could do that day. <laughs> 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 so in the Winter Olympics you might notice that at the end of the events there's still like a podium ceremony, but everyone's getting a little stuffed animal. And people keep thinking that you're about to get the medal, but you're actually getting this like very cute tchotchke. Uh, it used to be like a bouquet of flowers, but in the interest of um, a greener society, now wow. it's a no little idea. stuffed animal. And then at the end of the day, there's a medal ceremony, mm -hmm. and and they do all the medals at the end of the day. People rally around specifically it's figure, figure skating, skating. Yeah. more figure than they skating. rally around. It's the figure skating thing. What What is it about figure skating that is like the that brings lead? people together. <laughs> sure. I mean, I think the summer comparison there is gymnastics, right? Sure. It's like figure skating yeah. to gymnastics. Yeah. But I think yeah. after figure skating, you get into like much hooier sports mm -hmm. for Winter Olympics. But in Summer Olympics, I think like track and field is still yes. pretty demi. Mm -hmm. And there's like basketball and stuff. Like there's a lot more yeah. swimming. People like, don't care about <clears throat> hockey as much as they care about yeah. basketball. <laughs> yeah. And especially this year, the NHL did not allow its players to like take they, – they didn't go on a break. So mm – -hmm. America has like a, a sort of <laughs> scrappier team, the B team, yeah. the C it's team, a lot or whatever. Of like college athletes, and you're and right. And also, if you think about it, we have way more Themi Olympic stars in the summer than we do in the winter. Yeah. If you mm -hmm. kind of think about all those swimmers, true. Yeah. all the gymnasts, all the gymnasts. Mm -hmm. uh, but right now, we have only a few thems, and they're mostly figure skaters. And figure yeah. skater is like, I guess it's the outlier of the winter. Then it's like the one right. thing that everyone cares about. Um, so let's talk about these two. Uh, Tessa Virtue is literally a porn star name. I can't believe I that like we let her. I feel like it's a CW her. name. It's, <laughs> that's good too. Yeah, no, mm. it's there. And so they're this. They're this Canadian duo. They do ice dancing. Mm -hmm. That's their thing. Right? Yeah, I and that's different it, from Paris Figures, which skaters. I called it and got yelled at on Twitter. It's mm -hmm. fine. Mm -hmm. I'm over it. But I learned. Um, and they're Canadian. And what I loved about them was that they skated back to back with these other two that we'll talk about in a second. We'll talk about them later. Mm -hmm. um, that are kind of the opposite of them, like a br brother sister duo versus these two that are clearly they've definitely had sex with each other. 
<laughs> I was like, I don't, I don't, gonna, I don't know anyone's life. It's possible. These, like, I don't think these are super Christian skaters. There I are mean, a handful of super Christian skaters. So I, uh, let's not uh, get ourselves into anybody's business too much. I mean, this is a but sexy they're, podcast. They're, we can say their programs are extremely horny, right? Yeah. I mean, didn't they have to tone down? They had a move? to tone down one move, but it, it didn't get toned down like that much. So mm-hmm. there was a lift where basically, like, she has both of her legs. They're facing in opposite directions, and she has both of her legs over his shoulder, and his face is like. In her cooch, and then they changed it to just one leg over the shoulder, as like, if that like, but like that didn't really solve the her like vagina your, was still. It's yeah. the same act. Yeah, yeah. Well, they it's also the have this act. move that I was calling the sixty nine when they do this and then they spin mm-hmm. like their heads are at their. You know, they're kind of just like I'm showing yeah. you guys, but you yeah. guys can't doing see. a thing with no, their fingers. That's not really it's helping really, to illustrate anything. It's like a very um, erotically charged. Two programs. Right, and yes. she wore she wore an outfit that was just like very revealing. Yeah, a lot of the ice dancing outfits are are uh, scanty, and they dance the to women. the sexy song from Moulin Rouge. First of all, no songs from Moulin Rouge are sexy. <laughs> you're right, you're right. <laughs> that you're right. whole movie this makes song. your vagina a cobweb. Like, also, I got so many right. angry tweets about complaining about Moulin Rouge. Um, Moulin Rouge is terrible. It's, it's like I agree. I just like as somebody who loves musicals, for people to be like, I guess my favorite musical is Moulin Rouge. Makes me want to live on the sun. Yeah, no, it's <laughs> true. But they dance to the one about the Roxanne, the like mm-hmm. prostitute song, but sung, but not sung by Sting, sung by the guy in Moulin Rouge. Mm-hmm. It was a truly offensive. Uh, it's just like it's a choice. Like that's mega a big mix. choice. Like you made that choice. Um, a lot of skaters chose Moulin Rouge. It's like having a moment. Like lots of people are skating to it, which is another reason that it feels that's so, so weird extra annoying <laughs> it's also interesting that now you're allowed to skate to songs with lyrics yes. and i feel like we are taking it to like the next viral level which is like before it was a, it was interesting but like a little boring but now that you can dance to it's like a true it's really pandering is what i'm saying what do you know about the rules um do people know songs in advance? Are there spoilers? Do they keep these things under lock and key like they would about like a movie plot line? Do the skaters themselves keep these things? No, a like do avid Olympic followers like you, like yourself mm-hmm. like do you know in advance what some of these songs are going to be if you're yeah. following? Yeah, so you everybody by and large is doing the program that they've done at the national championships, okay. and oftentimes at like usually like most skaters would have one set of programs like per season. Depending, some people keep a program like Ashley Wagner went back to an old program, okay. but once you unveil like a new program that's yours for a while so okay. you're gonna see if you watched the team competition earlier this week then you're gonna see those same programs later got it when when those skaters skate for the got separate it. events you'll see and so like you know um all the routines for like the in the pairs for the u.s athletes like i saw it's like a month ago or whatever during the nationals like so you already saw this Milan Rujak is what you're saying no they're Canadian so I had not watched the Canadian <laughs> okay got uh, it, got I had, it, not, got it, got I had it. seen slightly less Moulin Rouge but still other people skated to Moulin Rouge who did so not make weird. it to the Olympics wow so well weird. someone made a joke like has anyone skated to Hamilton haha they should skate to Hamilton and someone was like uh, someone did. did they didn't yeah. make it yeah and they skated yeah. in a full Hamilton outfit yeah and I was oh, like no. wow this is uh, the best is like there's a uh, like an up-and-comer star who skated to a song that she herself was singing but she was amazing and she did a really good job well that's the only way you can, if you're good, well, speaking of that, Adam Rapon, who we've talked about on this podcast, because he was kind of the breakout from before, even before the Olympics, uh, skated, he sang uh, Diamonds by Rihanna on the Mm -hmm. Ice. He's turned out to be a really kind of, he's not problematic in any way, even like, there's no backlash to backlash. He's just great. He's great. And like, I think he's sort of, certainly so far, like the breakout star of the Olympics. Like I think even if you are somebody who's like lukewarm on Olympic stuff in general, like he's very... Like right charismatic he's yeah. like interesting and smart and funny and he gives yeah. really good interviews and like clearly knows what he's doing especially when athlete interviews are always the same generic 
really tedious thing of mm-hmm. like, you know, you work really hard and you just go out there and you try to do your best and, you know, thank yeah. God for the gifts right. I gave you and that kind of stuff. And it's like so irritating. So then when somebody like him is like such a breath of fresh air and he's like making jokes and like, yeah. like, he says the interviewer's name back to like them. Andrea. Like, yeah. Andrea. Like well, how, how yeah. often do it, there's a sports figure, I, I'm, I'm speaking like you said, specifically not even for Olympics, but like football or basketball. Anytime oh you interview God. one of those guys after the game, they're like, what you said. Yeah. No. But he's he like, oh, Andrea. Like how often does a sport a sports figure give you a viral moment. Well, also, it's interview. funny because you see the the two that last had kind of personalities, Tara Lipinski and Johnny Weir, are announcers. And mm-hmm. I think it's like you can see that these people with personalities do go on to have these, like, careers in announcing. Mm-hmm. And they're so fun. They're so standout. Like, they, I love seeing them. They look like they're in the Hunger Games, those two. Just they look like they're straight out of the Hunger Games. <laughs> Whenever you see them, like, announcing something, they both have, like, bedazzled headsets and like it's just really fun who else who else is stand out to you who else do you like um so i think away from figure skating chloe kim is probably our next snowboarding big, yeah so she won a gold medal we're taping this on tuesday she won a gold medal uh last night for us but i guess yeah. it was like two days ago in korea yeah. something um half pipe snowboarding so that's where you're like it's sort of like skateboarding where you go back and forth and you do a trick at the top mm-hmm. um you go like down the hill and very dangerous yeah and she like <laughs> even if you don't really watch snowboarding a lot which like i was into the X Games in the '90s, I guess, like everybody else. Yeah, Lindsay's mm-hmm. like totally. <laughs> I mean, but, I'll I'll yeah. mention Bobby knows. I just last night went to a dark place and watched a really good documentary that I've seen before, but had to watch again. Have you seen the uh, Crash Reel? I have not. Oh my god, you would love it. Okay. Continue. I'll tell you about it in a uh, second. But like, even just like as a layperson, you can see that she's like insanely better than everybody else. So mm-hmm. like she. Um, was, you know, like many, many points ahead of everybody. Even after her first run, you get the best, you, they choose the best score of three. She didn't even have to do her third one. She did it and it scored even better. So she's amazing. And she's young. She's like 17. Right. She's very charming. She has like a really sweet like Twitter presence. Like her she Instagram tweeted, stuff is really cute. Like, did, did you see her? She tweeted during her. I saw. Yeah. I love that yeah. tweets are now the like, because Adam Rapon also had like, yeah. tweet. like we like, we love a, tw- we love a tweet. Yeah. Also, I will say they both have really good Instagram stories. Really? Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Of course. Wait, so are we, wait, are we, before we move on, are we missing any other ice skaters? Cause like, isn't Nathan Chen a yeah, big so one? Yeah, Nathan Chen is like, is the best male American figure skater. Okay. Right. And he has like a very good chance at winning the gold medal. Okay. But he had a really, really bad um, sort of like debut during the team competition. I saw that. So they split it up for the states where, um, for the team contest, they had Nathan Chen do the short program and they had Adam Rippon do the long program. Mm. In the individual contest, they'll both do both. Okay. As will everybody else. Um, and so he is like this. You know, That's has, Thursday, right? Um, it starts this week, yeah. Because we'll be this will air Thursday, so tonight, tonight yes. you can see tonight. a lot of this good stuff. <laughs> um, uh, but he like, you know, kind of shit the bed, and is like a very unexpected way. He's like sort of a very technically uh, proficient skater, and is really amazing, and he has like all these quad jumps that are really hard. And um, I think like NBC has clearly like hitched their wagon to him. There was like just a million like Nathan Chen things, and there's like I've seen all the those clip of interludes. Him. I've seen the clip of him as, as a little a kid, kid and being like, um, 2018. But like, that's a good. But that is exactly what they want. That's such a good moment. Like they caught him on tape cute. being oh like, God. I'm going to the Olympics in like 2018. The first time I saw it, yeah. I burst into tears. Yeah. But then on when they were showing the the team competition, they like cut away to show the like Nathan Chen, like his third grade teacher, be like, We love him. And they didn't show the guy from Israel who right. skates to Havana which is like <laughs> I just is like insanely rude to not show. But then Nathan Chen like did worse than him. So like NBC's right. like like try to like drumming up more enthusiasm for Nathan Chen, even though I think we all have like a healthy amount of enthusiasm for Nathan Chen. I remember that. It's like extremely rude to like not show people who are like doing better than he is, you know? Right. So he got beat and then we had mm-hmm. to be like, where did that score yeah, come from? That score come we from? didn't see it. Behind? We didn't see him. Right. Yeah. Um, 
So, but I mean, like the so NBC. I think one reason that people get so into figure skating is just that like it's a sort of self fulfilling like or like a self perpetuating cycle where like people are into it. So NBC goes like absolutely bananas and like only shows that and mm-hmm. puts that in prime time and yeah you know the reason it airs in prime it's airing live in prime time here but it's in the morning in korea which is like really inconvenient and like a lot okay. of the skaters are like really thrown by it and have complained a little bit about it and that's because like nbc was like no it we has want it to, to be. air because when it's if, if there is imagine if it was happening at night in korea which would be sort of in the morning here like you wouldn't you wouldn't want to wait 10 hours to watch it Mm-hmm. Right, you would people just would steal it on the internet like they did for Beijing. Um, so they like so NBC like got skating to happen in the morning there, nighttime here. Wow, what a like follow the money. I want to say what a like Wild. what a Sorry. capitalist like. Oh my god, that's crazy. <laughs> Sorry, um, that's so boring. Hi, Who Weekly. This is like my twentieth time calling. You've never played my call. <laughs> Maybe it's now. You're gonna get a million calls about the Olympics. So many who's, so many them's. I have to talk about. The Shib Sibs. There's a pair of siblings in, like, ice dance that I'm watching right now. And at first I was making fun of them because it's, like, a brother and sister figure skating um, team or whatever. But watching them skate, they're actually pretty good. I would say they're the thems of sibling figure skating teams is what I would say. And they they did really well. Anyway, I think I stand for the Shib Sibs. That's all I need to know. I feel like Bobby, for some reason, would really um, identify with this. Um, so if you don't want to play my call, you don't have to, but I stand for the Shib Sibs. Thank you so much. Um, before we get into this, I want to say that every time, every time this wonderful caller calls, she says, like, you're probably not going to play this. Very angrily is like, look, I call all the time and you never play me, but here I am again. <laughs> so I like the determination. It's God. kind of an Olympic story, let's look, not lie. Look, it Stick paid, with it. Yeah. It paid off. Um, you got on the Olympics episode, yeah, really. Like four years ago, you were eating in and out on the with Adam and Mariah. You stuck with it, and now you're here. In, so let's talk about the ship sips. Oh mm-hmm. my god. Um their YouTube page is wild. She literally has Get Ready With Me, which is a YouTube yeah. oh, uh, yeah. meme. Mm-hmm. So she, she they, does, no, they do all of them. They do all the memes. They're like extremely involved vloggers. Like that's that's it's, not like a new shtick. Like they've been doing that for a super long time. I love it. And so you would think that like the only reason you would have to do that is if you like didn't have like the goods but they're or whatever. Good. But they're actually really good. Yeah. Which is what's great. And when we were talking about Tessa and Scott the Shib Sibs skated right before them, skated to a Coldplay Mega Mix, mm-hmm. and were super sibling-ish, which was amazing because to see them back to back was a true comparison in all types of pair of figure yes. skating. And so you just saw like the sexual tension between these two, but then the Shib Sibs do not have any sexual no, tension. No, and it's a huge relief because I think that like when you hear that there's a brother sister pair that skates together, like your first reaction is like, like you just like can't help it right and like especially i think pop culture has like a very bad history of desexualizing brother sister relationships Mm -hmm. like every show i watch where there's characters who are brother and sister like constantly seems like they're gonna kiss and it's like really messed up (laughs) is it you or is it the show it's the shows it's the shows we can match for this i mean i watch the fosters like i know okay on the fosters they do kiss i know (laughs) but there are steps that they're not related they're not related (laughs) Um, but, uh, but like they do, a, I mean, like it's not, it's not creepy. Like you might think it would be creepy, but it really, it genuinely isn't creepy. And they both do seem like really fun and sweet. Like they feel like very easy sort of Olympians to put on like a Wheaties box or like a Campbell's soup commercial, you know, like they have, they're charming, they're young, they're very like, uh, YouTube-y without this sort of garishness that I think I a lot of YouTube yeah. stars kind of fall into. Like those, 
like the, whatever like the title card is, you know, like on YouTube videos that like the still, right, yeah. where they have to make it like as grotesque. They as don't possible do that now. They don't like it's not that. Um, yeah, they seem because they have YouTubers because they don't have any topics because they're not really good at anything. They have to create. Yeah, mm-hmm. they have a topic. Like yeah. they're they they have a skill. Yeah, yeah, they have a skill. So so the the content of their YouTube is very much like it's not hard to find for the stuff for them right. to talk and about. And they do like travel and it's not like sponsored trips no. to pretend like they care about right. like umbrellas or whatever. Like they <laughs> genuinely are like on the like. They travel to competitions. Like, they do go places. They do have, like, interesting experiences. And watching them skate is genuinely compelling. Yeah. And then they have, like, a little personality. And their yeah. names are Maya and Alex. We haven't said that oh, yet. Oh, sorry. Yes. Oh, um, Maya and Alex, yes. But um, another thing is we have, like, as as Americans specifically, like, we ha- we are, we've had it up to here with problematic YouTube siblings. <laughs> Um, yes. With the Pauls. Yes. Oh my God, like, right. So this is a, they're finally. A great, they're an antidote oh to the Pauls. It's, it's like, true. oh, siblings who God, we can get behind. God, that's so true. Yes. I didn't even think it's about nice. that. Yes. It's nice. Um, so they, will they, do you see them having um, lasting fame after the Olympics? Like, do you see their YouTube channel growing? Yeah, I mean, I also <laughs> think like this is, so for Virtua and Moira, this is like probably their last Olympics, like mm-hmm. in all likelihood, and I think ships have probably not. Like they ships haven't. Ships. They're younger. Uh, they're, they're younger, and like, so, and you know, for ice dancing, you can have sort of a, a maybe a longer career than in other disciplines. Um, so like, you know, I think this is more like a, like this is part of their whole like fame journey or whatever, but I don't think this is like the peak necessarily. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, give them their own show. Better. Like, next But I feel like know. they wouldn't, like, no there's no good sports reality tv show right like there's sports like that's its own thing and then like every time they try to give an athlete a reality show it's like extremely bad um, you didn't like what what would ryan lochte oh, do but, like even johnny weird my Bobo favorite show is very bad like yeah, it's true like even so it's not just like oh we well, have to be really charming like of course a ryan lochte show would be bad like he's like 10 sandbags stacked up on shorts or whatever like <laughs> okay i find him very compelling his reality show was amazing but like he, I know it wasn't like good, but it was amazing. Right, but you can't have two seasons of it. No, oh my god, you could well, barely have barely one. I mean, what we need, but is they were a, good. What we need is like a true crime documentary about like his time in Brazil. Like we need <laughs> oh to god. know what happened yeah. on that fateful night. I Serial mean, season three. Just remember, absolutely. I mean, don't. It wasn't that long ago that all culture surrounded Ryan Lochte in some way, like yeah. the jia and like his hair and like we we fell hard for that idiot and like everything was about him for like four months or something crazy. No wonder we gave him a stupid show, you know, like whatever. (laughs) Well, these Olympics, um, the megastar of this Olympic ceremony is I think definitely Adam Rippon, right? Yeah. Yeah. So let's play a call about him. Oh yeah. Who's which, which proves that he's, I know we did kind of talk to him. I was like, hi, my name is Alexis, uh, first time caller, long time listener. I was just listening to some old uh, episodes, and I saw that. I really liked how you guys said that um, Troy Sivan was a thing because Tyler Oakley uh, gave his stamp of approval. And, well, a new person just got their stamp of approval from Tyler. It's uh, Adam Rippon, who's going to the Olympics this year and is also the only reason I'm watching the Olympics this year. And uh, they have, like, this nine-minute-long video on YouTube right now that's called Gaze on Ice, and it's incredible. So just wanted to let you know that you should watch it. It's awesome. And um, that's about it. All right. Thanks. Okay, she said it. We already talked about this, but I feel like it keeps coming up, and people keep saying, "What about Johnny Weir? What about Johnny Weir?" Johnny Weir was not out. Johnny Weir was not out when he was a skater. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't. I feel like he is not. Like everyone's like, "Don't take this away from him." It's like no, no one's taking anything away from no. him sure. by and celebrating no one is him. Suggesting that Adam Rippon is the only gay figure skater no. ever to no. have existed. Are you like, kidding? Yeah. yeah, but and, it is it. But yeah. it's but it's a truly historic thing that he's like fully out. 
that yes. he is he can go out on stage and like say like I am a gay figure skater Adam Rippon and then start skating right like yep. no one's ever done that yes which is and even Gus Kenworth. Well, well, Gus Kenworthy came out right after the Olympics last time yes and it it sort of felt like it was concurrent but it wasn't like it, he it, it yeah, took a right time. so that's what I that's more of the I feel like we mentioned this but I think it keeps coming up yeah. and I see in people's replies sure. and it's like thanks to Johnny Weir and yeah. thanks yeah. to sure, Gus Kenworthy sure. and like and also, these are we're talking specifically about American athletes. Other mm-hmm. countries yeah. have sent out athletes oh, to yeah, the Olympics yeah. before. Um, there have been out athletes at the Olympics mm-hmm. for a long time, but but specifically for the U.S. I mean, when I first heard that, I was like, that cannot possibly be true, right? Too, like, yeah. you you just can't imagine yeah. that that's true. But it is true, and that's like extremely despicable. <laughs> but also, like at least like the tides are turning in a better direction. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I mean he and he's also handling it so well. We already kind of talked about this, but like everything he says is on point on camera on Twitter. He's like just very the mm-hmm. whole. Pence thing, he handled it so well. And it's he, so good yeah. that it's a little nerve wracking. It's like anxiety <laughs> inducing. Oh my god! It's like, what's gonna what's happen? Gonna happen? Too good. I was it's texting with good. a friend on the way here. We were talking about how much we love him, and I was like, "Oh God, please don't let him be secretly racist or something." Yeah. Like I, I don't like just like something. I really, really, really hope mm. there's not. Like I think a, these. I think people like figure skaters work too hard at one thing. They like don't have time for other problematic things. Like they're they're yeah. working too hard in their sport to have time well, to be racist and other. That's stuff. what I was going to ask you. So too it's much like, time. I was going to say, okay, do you see Adam Rippen like um, becoming a thing in between Olympics? But do they really have time to become a thing in between Olympics? Because they're just skating all the time. Right. So I mean, I think so. Adam is 28. I think this is, it's unlikely that he would uh, continue skating after this. I'm not, I I mean, I'm sure, I'm not positive. Like, and and he certainly hasn't said anything to that effect. And Mm -hmm. please don't um, drag me on Twitter. (laughs) Um, But I don't know that he's necessarily, I don't think it's a guarantee that he would, you know, consider, uh, Mm -hmm. continue, like, that he's definitely, like, still going going for the next Olympics. Mm -hmm. Especially because as much as, like, he is all of our, like, favorite beautiful butterfly, I think that, his he, he's a long shot for a gold medal mm-hmm. like a, a, a real long shot um he doesn't have like the same kind of difficulty that many of the other skaters do that overwhelmingly right. the other skaters do so um you know he didn't he finished off the podium at the national championships like he so I, I i don't know that the concern is like will he have time for other projects while he's training for the olympics i think it's a matter of like what is a good project for him after this because i think like by and large like we don't know how to like keep interesting sports figures in the public eye like we doing don't. something fun mm-hmm. that's not like either like really stupid or like ultimately like very dull mm-hmm. so <laughs> like being a commentator is one thing right that's fun and we imagine that as like the path lots of people take but i don't think that being a even being like fun yeah. is necessarily like the same thing as being a good color that's why you have to be a youtube star those two are the only <laughs> ones it's like it's like you get endorsements like yeah, he and, does and yeah. you know i think you could imagine him being somebody that is like like, if you're trying to run a political campaign, I think he would be, like, a very easy first phone call that you would want. He's, mm-hmm. like, right, he seems like a good public speaker. You can imagine him being, like, a major sort of, like, advocate. I can imagine him being a, a judge on Drag Race. Like, yeah, I love I these. I assume op- that he would. Oh, right, that's already yeah, signed up. figure that. <laughs> I would, I would Um, is there anyone who you think is being underserved by the media? Like, are there people who you think should be thems and they're sort of on the sidelines? I mean, it's tough because we haven't gotten to everybody's sport yet, right? So mm-hmm. I think, like, a lot of, like, the bobsledders and skeleton guys are really fun. And, like, there's a very, like, like boisterous, like, funny group of people. And they all, like, train together and know each other well. And so once the bobsled stuff starts, I think, like, we're going to see more of those people. But we still, like, 10 days before that. I know. I'm very passionate about the Jamaican bobsled team. Yeah. I cannot believe 
the story behind that. I just like everyone's like cool runnings and they're like, yeah, no, we know that's why we did this. <laughs> like it, it's, it's truly like unbelievable. It's, it's culture serving culture. It's like they saw this, this piece of fiction essentially and were like inspired by it and they did it. They were all uh, track runners yep. and they live in like New Jersey they're, yep. and then they uh, came together and trained and are in the Olympics for Jamaica and bobsled. It's wild. Which is a great segue to this next call. Oh, great. Oh, my God. A great segue. What a good accidental segue. Here we go. Hi, Who Weekly. I was calling to ask about something I saw um, watching the Olympics opening ceremony. Sarah Schlepper, I guess, was a, um, like, skier for America, and then she married a Mexican guy and became a Mexican citizen and is now skiing for Mexico in the Olympics. I was like, is that kind of hooey to totally adopt a new country and continue to be in the Olympics, but for a different country? Um, okay, thanks. Bye. I mean, I, I noticed that a lot. Oh, good for Melbourne. Okay. Yeah. How often does that happen? <laughs> so a lot. A lot. Um, yeah. And yeah. especially at this Olympics, like you can see it in a ton of different sports. Like everyone on the Israeli like figure skating squad is like not Israeli. <laughs> like lives in New yeah. Jersey. They well, all they live in, in Jersey, New Jersey. But, like, one guy is like, like, uh, is from Ukraine yeah. and the girl is like from New Jersey. Yeah. And, <laughs> I noticed that. And then, that. And then like, one of the skaters who is skating for Italy, who's like awesome. Like she used to skate for, uh, or she's skating for Germany. But and isn't she, there like, a coach that's all their different yeah. coaches who's so, like uh, different. Yeah. So people like definitely move around. And then like the whole Korean hockey team is like imported. Um, like there's, so like it depends on your sport, but okay. I guess, I kind of feel like I don't know. Go where the getting's good, kind of. Oh like, yeah. Like if you, if your whole dream is like to be in the Olympics, like if you're the seventh best bobsled person in the U.S., but they only need six, like you be the best bobsled person somewhere else. Then, like I, right. I don't know. I guess I kind of feel like if it, it'd be one thing if it was like something stupid but for the Olympics, like yeah. I could understand. And also, if you had any kind of like connection to that culture in the first place, right? Like, and isn't it a lot of them like they do that because their parents are from there? It's yeah, not. You like, don't. You not, have to have a connection. So it depends on the country, right? And it depends on a bunch of different oh, things. Okay. So for to Some compete in the Olympics, you have to be a citizen of that country. So like the best figure skater in Japan is not a Japanese citizen, so like they're not competing. Ah, um, but uh, I. Uh, in other like so other sports in other countries have like different sort of guidelines about like how you can gain citizenship and what that entails and so some people you know in plenty of countries if you have like one parent or one grandparent or can prove like a great grandparent was born there you can have citizenship there and compete for that country like, or if you marry someone yeah like, if you marry well somebody. I love Sarah Schlepper last name Schlepp if you're Jewish you know that means to like carry your stuff annoyingly mm-hmm. it's kind of great because she like picked up her like stuff and schlepped <laughs> it to Mexico, to Mexico <laughs> with her husband and then went to the Olympics. And like also, wild. Like, like the skiing outfits for Mexico are extremely amazing yeah. and I highly recommend Googling them. <laughs> so has that event happened yet? Not yet. Her, so not yet. Okay. So that's something to look forward to her mm-hmm. event. Isn't is she, she also slightly older? Is she a front runner? Uh, I don't think she is a front runner. No, okay. but this is, this is her fifth Olympics. Right. She, yeah. Yeah. She's, she's just like back. Maybe more. She's yeah. back out fifth. of maybe retirement. Like she maybe yeah. retired and then came back. Yeah. Amazing. Sort of related. Can you talk about the guy who switched sports so that he could compete in both Olympics? So there's a lot of Tonga. people competing in both Tonga. Olympics. Um, not, not like a ton, a ton, but especially bobsled to track and field is like a pretty common mm. double up. Wow. There's also sometimes a common double up between speed skating and cycling, right? Oh, if you okay. like you're, like I know that you are the same muscle group. I, well, I was going to say, I know you guys are big fans of, 
the slogan "Thick Thighs Save Lives." Yeah, and this is obviously. definitely both sort of like a thick thighs. <laughs> these are thick thighs sports. So Billy Bush, um, you're saying should compete in <laughs> oh both of these sports. The U.S. does not need him. So it's not it's not unheard of, and a lot of people get recruited into bobsledding out of track and field. Oh. So when you wonder like how do you become a bobsledder, the answer is a lot of them are just like really accomplished which is accurate sprinters. to cool running because yes. you don't just accidentally discover that you're good at bobsledding. Right. No, well, a ton like, of it is so like the the like part that is the most like difficult to find people who are good at like I think you can find a lot of people who are pretty good at steering right but it's like the pushing it really fast right, at the top is right. like, so that's why so people like Lolo Jones um, she competed in both winter and summer games there's like a handful of track and field stars that double up and then depending on what country you're from if you're just an elite athlete like you might be pretty good at two things you know mm-hmm. like there is some like <laughs> Like, it's not just, like, it's not like golf, where it's like, you're really good at golf, but, like, how good are you at anything else? No, it's, it's amazing. Like, no, if you're really it's good. It's amazing. Like if, you're, like, if you're a good endurance athlete, you might be good at biathlon, and then if that, like, that you're good at shooting, then you can probably, you could theoretically, like, double dip and, and shoot in the Summer Olympics. <laughs> I love it. No, I love it. It's inspiring. It also just, like, is great that you could do both. Like, you just get to be year-round athlete. It's just, like, I'm hard... It's hard to imagine being that good at anything and then no. to be that good at two things, at two things. and then they're both like for your body. So it's like I can't. I'd like, what is that like? I can't. Now <laughs> I'm just like I know I'm going back to another conversation, but like now I'm thinking of uh, who next season in Transparent. Like, what if Ali had been in Israel and been like, I'm gonna. I'm gonna become a I'm gonna become a figure skater for Israel. <laughs> like, Wait, like one of her, she's, she's always like she's always trying to like find herself, but it like right. Mapa. Right. I'm gonna skate for Israel. Well, that show has enough problems. That would <laughs> yeah. be like a that would be an amazing plotline for them to go Honestly, in. That would be probably the best Ali storyline. I think tonight. Uh, Michaela Schifrin is competing, yeah, which so is a big is, one. She's definitely like has the possibility of breaking out. I think if she yeah. wins, she'll be a breakout, and if she doesn't, it'll be like, well, never mind. <laughs> No, because like that's the whole that's point, so right? So many people though in the no, 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 but that's no, yeah. you're right, you're right, you're right. Uh, but like she is a really great skier, and she's trying to be sort of more cross-discipline, right? Mm. So not just one event. Um, and if certainly if she wins gold, like I think maybe people know who Bodie Miller is, right? Does that name sound? Yeah. Okay. good sounds, name though. Yeah. Is he a snowboarder? Skier. Skier. Uh, Skiers uh, all and snowboarders really have names like, like that guy Bodie. Red Gerard. Red that Gerard. Guy. I know. Love him. What could be his mother? It's truly no. He's like a child. Oh my god. All the stream Pocahontas. All the snowboarders. All the snowboarders look amazing. Let's yeah. just say that. They He's all have like great looks. He's like a tiny baby. Yeah, He's, it's true. Uh, yeah. <laughs> anyway. But yeah, so Michaela Schifrin is like a really, really uh, fantastic athlete and has like a very good chance at actually doing like the sort of crazy thing that she's setting out to do, which is to ski across disciplines, right? So slalom is where you go back and forth really close to right. each other. And then like downhill the is just much longer, right? So you're not going back and forth as much. Yeah. Um, and so those are like different skills. Basically. Which one is Molly's game? Which one did Molly's Jump. game do? She did the jump. Mm-hmm. Did you see Molly's game? Not yet. You, uh, yeah, I forgot. You movies are, you've spent Dude, too much time. I, like, I know. All I do I know. is watch the Olympics. I know. This week, all I have done is watch the Olympics I and ER. I knew that about you. Margaret has to be very <laughs> picky about what movies she sees. This is a very pro Molly's Game podcast. I love, love Molly's Game. Molly's but Molly's game. game starts because that woman who, Molly, mm-hmm. obviously, Bloom, she was a, a Olympic, like a ski jumper who was going to go to the Olympics. Her skis got caught like in a twig that had iced to the ground before she get the jump. Well, so whenever she hit the jump, she like flipped. They in. put these kind of markers so they can see how fast they can kind of see where they're going. So this, the snow isn't all white. Mm-hmm. This is like great that I learned this from Molly's game. From the opening intro of like Aaron's. Which actually I like, recommend you just open, watch the opening intro of Molly's game and maybe that's it. Just cause you would like it. I think it's like a, it's like an inspiring monologue. The opening and the end. You can just watch the opening <laughs> and the end it. of Molly's game. And okay, so Olympic Molly was fix. doing jumping. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. Good and it had frozen to the bottom, and she got, and she, like, she caught a, she broke her back, or like hurt her back, and so edge. she was like, I need a new career, but I've been training for this my entire life. What do I do next? One more question, unless you have one. No, you go. And then we can, 
curling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How does it work? I feel, like, what I is feel it? like for a long time, curling, like curling could have been reasonably considered a who. Mm-hmm. But I think curly is a full on, like people have joked about curling for so long yeah. at this point that it's like one of the top sports. Am yeah. I wrong? No, you're not wrong. It hasn't happened yet, right? It, like, it was, in, it, it was ironically enjoyed. And then it transcended that. And now people are like, I love curling. Right. Yeah. I think people are just like, now it's just like fine. And I don't know that anyone necessarily knows many curlers by name, mm-hmm. but I think because there's so much curling and this year there's a new event of mixed doubles. So like mixed and doubles. And like they're yeah. all in sales, but like they're mixed all in sales. <laughs> so wait, there's like, there's multiple curling like types. Yeah. So there's, well, there's, it's separated by gender, uh-huh. which is a choice yeah and then mixed doubles is is a a male and female pair competing together Ah. Um, but then there's like four person teams and it's only two right so the mixed doubles is like speed curling the rounds are much shorter because there's only two players on each side and regular curling there's four players on each side it takes longer i mean basically like think of it sort of like shuffleboard you want to get your thing the closest to the center but you get and only one team can score a point on every sort of like it's sort of like baseball where you only get like one one team can score per half inning I think people um, like it because they think they could do it. Yeah, which is great. Boss. It's like looks like right. Which is no, I mean like everyone. Is, but I think we all are like I could do is. that, but like you definitely because it looks like bowling. It looks like shuffleboard, and you're yeah. like, oh, I could do that. It looks fun. Like I'd love to like but try also curling. Running on the ice, you can't do yeah, it. Yeah, the, the ice. I would fall. Can't do it. The 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 lunging. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can't do it. I did just want to mention one small hooey yeah. thing that yes. I think maybe some of our listeners might wonder about, which is like uh, O A R. The, the Olympic, band? Yeah. No, the Olympic athletes of Russia. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh. So you might notice that uh, Russian athletes are not competing under a Russian flag mm-hmm. or like they're not being called Russia, even though like it's just it's totally Russia. So this is like a made up punishment because of like a state sponsored doping system that um, a lot of Russian athletes like are not participating or banned from this Olympics. Um, and like as punishment for like the whole thing, they were like stripped of like nationdom for this Olympics, Which but is, are competing as. That's wild. Does that Olympic just mean if of any Russia. of them win, Russia doesn't get to count that as a gold for them in the future if they do come back or something? What are counted they, for whom? Like it, like if you're like, oh, the U.S. has won like ten golds and like figures. Right, I yeah. think it'll just be some, like one of those asterisks kind it'll of things. Like, but if an, yeah. uh, when Russian athletes win a gold medal, they raise the Olympic flag, not the Russian flag, and they play the Olympic march, not the Russian uh, national anthem. Oh my god, wow. I didn't know that. Uh, yeah. Dragged. So how dare they? Are they going to win anything? Are they? They've like, already won a ton of stuff. They're yeah. so good at figure mm-hmm. skating. Yeah, they're going well, to win a lot. Of course, the Russians are good at the Olympics. They're good at figure skating. Russians are like it's the winter. Yeah, they're very good at winter sports. So is that kind of the solution to not to punish the country? not the athletes sort of okay and who's paying for them still russia yeah i mean it's one of those things where it's like Mm. if you dig too deep it's like does this is this extremely bad or not bad at all and like like, let's not get into the economics of russia right now like where's the money coming from but if you're wondering what oar is it's it's uh, (laughs) not the russia it's the who version of russia oar is just a funny what a a sad and (laughs) uncoincident version of russia (laughs) so true it's russia um so i think with that did we get everything no, th- okay. there's so no. much. But You're I think, right. if anything, this enlight like I think of the Olympics as this tiny like, again my my I have a very narrow view of the Winter Olympics, and it's mostly focused on curling and figure skating. I have and two. Case, yeah. if there's a skier, yeah, uh, uh, Bryce Bennett, and a, a sounds like a guy, John Daly, that are both like pretty charming and seem like they like later on will be sort of like emerging possibly in the conversation. Mm-hmm. They're fun to follow on Instagram. Bryce um, Bennett. Yep. And John Daly, mm-hmm. like the comedian. Uh, yeah, Bennett, but John with a, no J O H N. Okay, got it. Love and they it. could be, and they could be them's. 
They could, could be. They could be thems. Or they'll at least be Olympic thems, maybe. Yeah, I mean, we're, we still have so many more dates. Like, yeah. we're still yeah. coming on. And even when this airs, we'll still have more time. You never know what's going to happen. Yeah, I think every day there's, like, a new person I hear of yeah. that I had never heard of before. Like, Michaela Schifrin was today Yeah, we yesterday. To, we may have Chloe to ask Kim. you to call in for oh next God. Thursday's episode. She's here. Just to give us an update. I'm living the dream. I'm surprised you're not watching Olympics right now. Like, I feel like this should be a 24-hour. My, account of, like, TiVoing everything is, like, my computer's like, save me. <laughs> well, I hope you're having as fun, as much fun as we are watching mm-hmm. the Olympics. And if this helps you have more fun watching Olympics, that's kind of also helpful. Yeah. Uh, we'll see if any of these people like cross over into them dumb. You know, who and knows? Keep calling, asking questions because we're going to talk about this next week, if only p- uh, partly. I mean, we'll just like talk about Adam Rapon again, like because yeah. we literally can't help ourselves. Uh, is there anything else? Wait. So if you want, but if you want to like keep up with the person who really knows about the Olympics, <laughs> you should subscribe to Margaret's newsletter. Yes. How, how do they do that? NYTimes.com slash newsletters slash sports. But also follow Margaret on Twitter because she'll tweet about the Olympics yes. too. And, and she'll also tweet about Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. Constantly. See? Yeah. Uh, I'm, I mean, I'm a TV critic mostly. So I got roped into Olympics coverage because I'm an Olympics enthusiast. But it's perfect because but that's TV. Yes, yes. It's so much TV. It's it, it's yeah. very much rooted in entertainment as you were talking about NBC's like strategies to make it like have narrative. So I think there's so much there to talk about. Um, and she will talk about it. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? Anything else? Do you want to plug anything else? Uh, I guess we could we could plug our newsletter, which is which doesn't exist. It doesn't exist yet, but you'll see us promo it like in a couple days. Why do we have a newsletter, Bobby? So that we can give you the visual aids to everything we talk about on the show. Uh huh. And to just be fun, just like keep in touch. Just keep in touch. Like Um, (laughs) newsletters are still hot. Can you ever have enough newsletters? No. Okay. Um, But subscribe. To Margaret's, not ours for now. <laughs> but Subscribe then, just, but like, do both. Do both. Yeah. Do both. Do both. While you're doing it, like, it's just one. Okay. Just another. Also, I mean, my bread and butter is the TV newsletter. <laughs> I know it's true. So there are three newsletters you need to subscribe to. <laughs> Margaret's TV newsletter, it's watching. watching. Yeah. yeah, which is great. Which I is highly really recommend good. it. She tells you what to watch, and Margaret knows what to watch. There's too many things to watch, and Margaret's like, no, watch this. Like, yeah. Don't watch the alienist. <laughs> yeah, Margaret will be like, she would have told you that way before you. us. Yeah. Yeah. She yeah. said not to watch the <laughs> yeah. alienist. Yeah. She knew. Um, but yeah, I think that's it. Thank you for calling. Thanks for joining us. And 619, who them? We'll see you on Monday. Bye. You or Jayla? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They wanna know. Hey. Real. Hey. Real. Hey. How much did we say, Mitch? Hello, Lindsay and Bobby. Okay, so I was watching the Olympics with my roommate Leah, and I just re- I just remembered that when I was growing up, uh, my dad used to work with Mr. Lipinski. And he needed to take him out to court him in some business, whatever nonsense that I don't understand. And he heard that Mr. Lipinski's daughter was really into ice skating. So he's like, hey, let's go to the ice capades. I'll bring my daughter. You'll bring your daughter, Tara. And we did it. And it was awesome. The, the ice capades are phenomenal. I are I don't know if they're coming through your town, but I needed I should go try to see mine when they come through my town. But then we uh she apparently was a, a like a, I don't know, she wasn't skating like on ice at that point. She was just interested in it and then we went and saw the ice capades. And then cut to years later, she becomes a gold medalist. And I like to think that it was because that time my dad and I took her to the ice capades.
so basically I'm taking credit for all of Tara Lipitsky's hard work. Um, also, are you a who whenever you win a gold medal and then like years later you haven't really done much else but uh, com- would be a commentator? I don't know. I don't know. I don't think my grandparents would know who Tara Lipinski was, but I mean, is that, I don't know, whatever. It's nonsense. Okay. Um, good form, Bella Thorne. And, um, I hope you have a lovely day. Goodbye. That was a headgum podcast. <laughs> <laughs>